wherever you're listening to the show, please subscribe to the show so that you are getting notified about every new episode that comes out and leave a rating of the show so that other people can know about it. We can move up the algorithm so other people can work on their game the same way you're working on your game. Now let's get to it. I have a text line where I send out a free daily motivation text to everyone in my community every morning. If you want to get that text, text me at this number right now, 305-384-6894, 305-384-6894, straight to your phone, free, every day, daily motivation. Send me a text right now. All of life is about relationships. That's what life is about. It's about relationships. It is not about money. It is not about business. It is about relationships. The reason that we make money and do business is because we have relationships with people who are willing to do business with us and give us money. Stayallday.com. Stay exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. DreOldJay.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. Today's episode is brought to you by our newest sponsor, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Now, you know me as a former pro athlete and a person who stays in pro athlete shape, still work out every single day, still have trainers, still running 10K races. I don't mess around with what I do with my body. I don't mess around with what I put in my body. So when I looked at AG1, I was looking at the label. And I noticed that it's made with 75 super high quality vitamins, minerals, and whole food source ingredients that deliver benefits such as mood, immune system, and sleep support, sustained energy, and so much more. And I love the fact that it comes every month, so I don't even have to think about uh, how much do I have? Am I going to have enough? Am I going to run out at a certain time? And I also get the travel pack so I don't have to miss any days. It tastes great. It doesn't have that nasty aftertaste that you get with some kind of any kind of supplements or if you're taking any pills or anything like that. You just mix it with some water and you feel good knowing that you've done a lot to take care of your health just by taking this every single day. So here's what I did to partner with Athletic Greens. If you want to take ownership of your health, today is a good time to start. Athletic Greens is giving you a free one year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. That's athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Check it out for yourself. You get your first order and you're going to get that free one year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs. And this can be your foundational nutrition drink that you take at the beginning of the day to get all those vitamins and minerals and nutrients that you aren't getting from your normal diet, from what you're normally putting in your body. You're going to get all of that taken care of at the start of the day, every single day. And you're hearing this from an athlete. You're hearing this from somebody who does not mess around with what I put in my body. And I don't mess around with what I recommend to my audiences. I only recommend you things that I will personally use myself and things that I can logically make sense of them making sense for me. So I will recommend them because I believe it'll make sense for you. So again, that link is athleticgreens.com slash work on your game. Again, that's athletic athleticgreens.com slash work on your game for your free one-year supply of vitamin D, five free travel packs with your first order of AG1 by Athletic Greens. Again, athleticgreens.com slash work on your game.
You are now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and offensively, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. What's that? That's the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of waiting for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques all underneath the umbrella of one unifying philosophy that is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is how to read the room. What exactly does that mean? How to read the room. You may have heard the phrase, but I doubt anyone's ever explained to you exactly how to do it. Guess what I'm going to do here today? (laughs) I'm going to tell you how to do it. But before we get into that, let me tell you all, I have a daily motivation text message. I send this out free of charge every single day to everyone who's in my text community. This message is guaranteed to keep you focused, sharp, and on point. If you would want that, and why would you not? Text me at the following number, 305-384-6894. And every day when I send a daily motivation text message out, you as a member of my text community, and for that reason only, you shall receive the message. And good thing about that message is you can actually respond to my text messages and get a response back from me. Ask anybody who's in my text community if they have ever responded to me and got a response back. Now, I don't respond to every single message, but I do respond to messages that people send. I actually respond to most of the messages that I get. So text me at that number. It is down below in the description. Secondly, work on your game university.com. You want to work with me directly. If you would like to be coached by me, if you feel like I can help you, you feel like I can help you strategize, feel like I can help you put systems together. You feel like I can help you get your mindset in the right place. You to take your career, your business, your life where it needs to go. And I believe I can. But if you agree, you got to agree with me, because if you don't agree, I can think all I want. But if you agree, here's what you need to do. And listen, my son agrees with me too. go to work on your game university dot com, work on your game university dot com. And you can get into the university. I will show you exactly what your options are, what it looks like, how it will work, how you can work with me and how we can take things where they need to go. First of all, we got to find out where you want to go. We'll have a conversation. We'll do all that. Go to work on your game university dot com. Now, with all that said, let's get into the actual topic here today, which is how to read the room. What exactly does that mean? This is one of those phrases that, again, people use often. You have probably heard somebody say this. Hey, you got to read the room or learn how to read the room. And the phrase is kind of in a way, you know, some people will call it, quote unquote, self-explanatory. It's self-explanatory to learn how to read the room. The thing is, a lot of times people use phrases like that, not read the room, but self-explanatory or another one. Another common one is common sense. They call something common sense or they call it self-explanatory. And then if you were to challenge them and say, OK, well, how is it self-explanatory? How does that phrase explain itself? They couldn't tell you. So it's not really self-explanatory. So what it is, is work on your game explanatory because I here at work on your game are going to explain it to you. So anything I talk about here on the show is not self-explanatory because if it was, then I wouldn't have to talk about it. This is one of those phrases. Again, it's thrown around. But if you ask someone to explain what it means, they probably would struggle to do so. The good news is you're in the right place with the right person. I will not struggle to explain (laughs) what this means. I will do it very clearly very succinctly, and you will have a full understanding of how to read the room moving forward because no one has laid out exactly how to do this. This is another one of those soft skills that I talked about in episodes 1772 through 1776. If you have not listened to that five-part series I did on soft skills, please do yourself a favor and listen to those episodes because soft skills moving forward in life, and it does not in all industries, but let's just say if you're in the STEM category, science, technology, engineering, and math, hard skills matter because those are all hard skills. Those STEM skills are hard skills. But if you're in other areas, anything that involves like mindset, anything that involves money, things that involve business, things that involve communication, and it's not that STEM skills don't involve 
those things. But they're the hard skills themselves are valuable on their own. But in these other areas, let's say if you're doing something like what I'm doing, if you want to do anything around the kind of stuff you see me doing, soft skills are kind of let me say, let me see. Let me just think about that for a second before I go definitively state this. I would actually say, yeah, soft skills are more important than the hard skills. Yes, I do need hard skills to do what I do. I do have to have certain abilities to do certain things, but the soft skills are more important than the hard skills simply because for several reasons. First of all, there are a lot of people who offer a podcast. There are a lot of people who write books. There are a lot of people who offer coaching. There are a lot of people who claim they can help you do X, Y, Z, similar things that I talk about. So what separates me from the next person, from the next person, from the next person? And what separates them from me? What separates us is our soft skills, my ability to communicate, how comfortable you feel in my presence when I'm communicating with you. How much do you trust what I'm telling you? How willing are you to actually execute on the things that I'm telling you that you need to do? All of those are soft skills. Those are all not based on my hard abilities or anything that's on my resume or anything I can tell you I've done. Even if you see it, whether you believe it or not, those are not the things that are going to lead you to working with me. It's not going to lead you to listening to me. It's not going to lead you actually doing what I tell you to do. All of those are based on my soft skills, my ability to communicate with you, get through to you and how well you are receiving it. Those are all soft skills. So any of you who works in any type of service based business where you have clients and you're talking to people on a consistent basis, your soft skills are what is going to make your business go or not go. It is not your hard skill. Your hard skill may be part of the package, but it's a soft skill that sells it. Everybody got what I'm saying here? If you don't get it, listen to episode 1772 through 1776, where I talk about soft skills. And actually, even if you do get it, you should still listen to those episodes. Again, it's called the 21 must have career soft skills. If you have not listened to those episodes, please do so. All right. Have I sold you enough on listening to that series? All right. Now, this right here, reading the room, is another soft skill that can benefit all of us because we're going to go deeper and deeper into this world of interconnectivity that we have. And why that matters is because you will be able to connect with any other human being on the planet pretty much from your couch. And it's only going to get easier to do so. And some of you may be nervous about that because you don't want a whole bunch of people in your business. Some of you may be excited about that because you like to connect with other people and it's very easy to do it when you don't have to hop on a plane or even leave your house to do so. The thing is, whether you want to do it or not, it will be easier and easier for you to contact other people and for other people to contact you. And the better your soft skills are, the better you will do in those communications. And all of life is about relationships. That's what life is about. It's about relationships. It is not about money. It is not about business. It is about relationships. The reason that we make money and do business is because we have relationships with people who are willing to do business with us and give us money. Right? It all comes down to the relationships. And anyway, when it's all done and we're done working and we're retired and we're on our deathbeds, we're not going to be talking about how much business we did. We're going to be talking about or hopefully talking to the people we have relationships with still by the time we get to the end of our lives. So this relationship thing is a big deal. And your ability to communicate, not only receiving, but also giving. Not only giving, but receiving is a big deal. So now that I've sold you on this whole concept of relationships and communication, let's explain this phrase, explore and explain this phrase in a way that everyone can understand and that all of you can apply something tangible to. Point number one, topic once again today is how to read the room. What does this mean? How do you do it? Number one, observation. Number one skill in reading the room is observation. Now, everybody here understands the concept of reading, right? And most of you can read. All right. So when you're reading, what are you doing? You are observing the words that are on the page and your brain is translating those words into thoughts and ideas. And now you understand what was written down. All right. That's what reading the room means. Somebody sends you an email where you get my daily motivation text. You read the text message and then you translate that in your brain very quickly from just a random collection of words and letters into 
a thought or idea, then you get it. And then you may even respond or react to it. Now, that's what reading is. So number one way to read the room is to observe things. That means you need to observe the body language of other humans. And by the way, reading the room does not mean it needs to be a room full of people. Reading the room could be one person. All right. It's a colloquialism. Reading the room. It can be literal or it can be metaphorical. So the body language of other people, the energy of other people, that's all part of reading the room. The first way to read the room and the room, again, can be one person. You can also read the room on the Internet. It's a little bit harder, though, because it's harder to observe so many things about people through the Internet as opposed to in real life. When you're dealing with someone physically and you can physically see them and touch them, you can observe a lot more about them than when they're on even on Zoom. It's harder to get the entire picture. There's a lot of things you can't see through the Internet. Internet kind of filters some things out. Anyway, observe the body language and energy of the people you're engaging with. The more you can do this, the better you can get a feel for who they are, where they're at, and you know, how they're really feeling as opposed to just what they say. Remember that most communication, folks, is nonverbal. This is why you need to learn to pay more attention to the things that are not being said by a person than just their words. So, for example, you get on a call with me and work in your game university, we're going to be on Zoom and we're going to be on video. Why? Because I can read more about you and you can read more about me and we can see each other than if we're just talking to each other by voice. Like I know people who are in like, coaching businesses and consulting businesses and they do their business calls by phone call. Like they'll just get on the phone and they don't actually see each other. I don't like that. If I can have a conversation with someone, we could do it by video. I'd rather have a video call like FaceTime or Zoom than just an audio phone call because an audio phone call, I can't see you. And therefore, there's a lot of information that I'm not able to get because all I can go off of is the tone of your voice and the voice stuff. But I can't get the physical stuff. I want to get the physical stuff. The physical stuff tells you more than the voice stuff, generally speaking. Adults and even kids are very good at lying with words. This is a truism, a general truth that by around age, I'd say by around age eight or nine, human beings learn how to lie with their words. We learn how to deceive verbally. It is harder to lie with everything else. Now, somebody eight years old learns how to lie. And if you have a kid around that age, or you can remember your child being around that age, you know, they learn to deceive at that point. So somebody 18 or 28 or 38 or 48, guess how good they got with lying with words? They're experts at it. It's harder to lie with everything else. Not to say that everything people say is a lie, but you get what I'm saying. First thing you need to do when you step into any space is observe the energy and the body language of the people in that space. Not their words, the energy and the body language of the people in that space. And by the way, you do this naturally, even if you don't even think about it. You naturally observe the energy and the body language of other people without even consciously thinking about it. You have to. It's hardwired in you. It will tell you a whole lot. Malcolm X, for example, in his autobiography, which was written by Alex Haley, he used to say that anytime he gave a speech, by the time his name got really big, he was a very busy professional orator. He could tell every time he walked into a room, there was more tension than normal in a room. He could feel it. And that helped him tailor what he said and how he said it to his audience because he could feel what he could read the room. He got really good at reading the room because he was in so many rooms dealing with so many people and especially with the topic that he was talking about. He was talking about race and you no know, racial relations and he was talking about political subjects. This can be a very tension inducing topic, what he was talking about. Whereas what I'm talking about is more personal and professional development. This is the kind of thing somebody can take in and it doesn't really get you super high or super low energetically necessarily. What he was talking about got people really riled up, really angry, really disappointed, mad, whatever. This kind of thing he was talking about, there was always some energy in the room, whether it was positive or negative, and he got really good at reading it because of his experience. Point number two, today's topic, once again, is how to read the room. Number two, listen carefully. 
So reading the room, yes, you are taking in body language. And yes, most communication is nonverbal. That does not mean, however, that verbal communication does not matter. It does matter. And when you're listening, you're listening not only to what is said, but also what is not said. Everything I told you about observation, again, does not invalidate the value of words. And listening, again, also you got to notice the words that are not spoken. Get good at understanding the direction of where somebody is going with their words as well. This is a very important communication skill, this directional the directional intention of somebody's verbiage. And this is something that you notice. Any of you likes to use Twitter? I like to use Twitter because Twitter is kind of like the place I go to see what the discourse is on current events. It's actually pretty much my news source. I use Twitter as my news source. Now, I don't believe everything I hear people say on Twitter, but if I want to know what's going on, I just go to Twitter and I just scroll through. I can type in certain subjects. If I want to know what happened in a basketball game, I can type in a team or a player and I'll get all the news as to what happened with that player in the last 24 hours because everybody's talking about it. And on Twitter, because there's a character limit, there's a, well, some people, if you have a certain subscription and you pay for a subscription, you can do like longer posts. But for the most part, the limit is used to be 140 characters. Now it's 280 character limit to post a tweet. And what happens on Twitter is a lot of times when people are disagreeing and there's the discourse of disagreement, what people really try to do is get a slam dunk on you. That's what people try to do. They try to slam dunk on you and try to get a kill shot on you or just try to say something and kind of just get that just win points against you rather than actual having real discourse. And what people will do is they'll take one word or maybe something that you misspelled or if you mistyped something because you can't go back and edit a tweet once it's already been posted. I'm sure that function is coming at some point, but at this point you can't do it. So people will basically try to slam dunk on you based on these small little, the details of what you said rather than the direction and the energetic point and the overall idea of what you're trying to say. They'll go into the detail and just try to beat you in details. What some people may call this in conversation, maybe you have heard this before, is they're trying to lawyer you in conversation. And this is exactly what lawyers do. I don't know if, how many lawyers I have listening to this. I know there are a few. So what a lawyer does is when lawyers go to court or they go to trial, they try to win their cases based on small little points of procedure, basically small details. In the court of law, at least in the United States of America, you don't win cases based on the spirit of what you are arguing. You win cases based on the letter of what you're arguing. So if you can win on some little tiny procedural detail, you can win a case. Even if in spirit, your client is completely wrong, you can get your client off completely not guilty or win a lawsuit based on a small little procedural detail that has nothing to do with the spirit of the overall point. And this is how the legal system in America works. And this is why I did a whole episode on the legal system in America. Let me tell you where that is. That was, I called it the justice system. That was episode number 2395, by the way, if you have not listened to that. So as you can see here, working your game, we've covered everything and we will cover everything. Even if I haven't covered it already, I will cover it at some point in the future. The whole point is when you're having a conversation with another person, we're talking about listening carefully. You don't want to become a lawyer. Now, if you are actually a lawyer or you're actually in court for whatever reason, in a civil case or a legal case, you want to be a lawyer. You want to go into the details and try to win on details because that's how you win in the justice system in America. But in the conversation and communication and relationship system of life, don't be a lawyer. You want to be the opposite of a lawyer. And when someone is making a point, even if they are not great at articulating their point, you want to recognize and appreciate the direction and the spirit of what they're trying to say rather than try to beat them up on the detail of what they said, because not everyone is as good at communication as you are. So if someone is kind of not saying it right and they don't have the words right, don't go into that with them unless you're trying to lose friends and alienate people. But if you're trying to win friends and influence people, do the opposite and just respect the direction of what they're saying rather than try to go into the detail 
of what they're trying to say. Everybody get what I'm saying? Because some people are just not that good with words, especially verbally, especially in public settings where they're talking to a bunch of people at the same time. Some people really start to become very flustered in those situations. And maybe some of you, you might become flustered in those situations where you're good talking to somebody one on one, but put two or more people in a room and all of a sudden your communication skills go out the window. You would hope that the people that you're talking to respect the direction of what you're trying to say rather than beat you up on the detail of what you said. And again, if you look at discourse, the reason I brought up Twitter is that when people are disagreeing with each other, what you see a lot of, and this is one of the reasons why we get so much negativity in communication these days is because people do the exact opposite of what I'm suggesting you do here, is that they go into the detail of somebody that they don't like, and they take every detail of what they said, and they basically become a lawyer and try to beat you up on the detail and the procedural points of what you said, rather than getting the general idea. For example, I'll give you an example. Let's use someone that everybody is familiar with, whether you're a positive or negative bottom. Let's say former President Donald Trump, former president, at least as of this recording. He came out with his campaign in 2015, going into 2016 election. He said, we're going to build a wall. Everybody remember that? Anybody unfamiliar with the concept? Okay, so (laughs) Donald Trump said he was going to build a wall. And what was he talking? He was talking about the border between the United States and Mexico at the southern end of the United States of America. Now, the people who hate Donald Trump and disagreed with Donald Trump, his political enemies, they said, well, we're not going to build a wall. We shouldn't build a wall. It's xenophobic to build a wall. Why are you against black and brown people coming into the United States, et cetera, et cetera? That's what his enemy said. And then they said, well, he didn't build the wall. It's going to cost too much money to build the wall. Let's go see. Did he actually build this wall? Where's the wall at? You know, he never actually got it done. These are what his enemies would say because they're going to the detail and the procedure of what he said. Whereas on the other side, People who understood, agreed with, accepted or supported Donald Trump, they understood the exact same thing that he said, but they looked at it directionally and the spirit of the idea rather than the detail. And those people would say, "Okay, well, when he said build the wall, does he literally mean that there's going to be a, so to speak, great wall of China between the United States and Mexico? No, that's not what he meant. What he meant was we are going to protect and defend our borders. We're not going to let just anyone come into our country. That's the reason why there are borders in the first place. And if someone comes in here illegally, and that is literally illegal, if you come to the United States and you are not a citizen, you're living here, that is against the law. Okay, that's not something to be argued. It's illegal. If they're coming in here illegally, we're going to get them out of here. That's the spirit and the idea and the direction of what Donald Trump was saying. Whether you agree with him or disagree with him, determine whether you looked at it directionally or you looked at it in detail, whether you tried to lawyer him or you understood the spirit of the idea. And I'm giving you that example just to help you understand there are two different ways you can interpret the way that another person communicates. If you are trying to win friends and influence people, do it directionally. If you're trying to alienate someone and make an enemy, be a lawyer. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Good. If a person has a baseline level of intelligence, you as a smart person can understand where they're trying to go, even if they are clumsy at getting there verbally. Can we all agree to that? You ever had somebody trying to tell you something and they weren't that good at saying it, but you got what they were trying to say? Okay, that's what I'm telling you to do. You should address the direction of what someone is saying instead of their specific verbiage. If you want to build rapport. Again, if you want to make enemies, do the opposite. Point number three. Today's topic, once again, is how to read the room. Number three, note the environment and the energy of the space that you're in. This is about the physical space here that I'm talking about. So when you step into a physical space, another person's home, another person's car, your Talking to somebody face to face is having a conversation out at the park. If you step into a convention center, you walk into a networking event, you step into any physical space 
You should note the energy of that space. You can feel that energy when you walk into a space. Well, you can if you are aware and open minded to observing it sometimes or actually not sometimes, but oftentimes these days we get so much in our own heads and or we are simply not paying attention that we don't notice these things. That's why I'm making it conscious for you. I'm telling you to do these things, meaning you can't be on your phone looking at your phone or all in your head thinking about something that happened at the last place you were at. And you're not paying much attention to the energy of the places you're in right now. When you walk into a room, that room has an energy. You walk into another person's house, that house has an energy. You get in somebody else's car, the car has an energy. Can we all agree? There's a certain feel to it. This can be related to whatever sounds you are hearing, the paint on the wall, the physical temperature of the space. Is it cold? Is it hot? The energy being given off by the people who are already in it and what experiences you have had in that same place in your past. Have you been there before? You might be reminded of something that happened in your past when you step into that space. The expectations that you bring with you into that room. All of this plays into the environment and the energy of a space. It's like how some people, when they move into a new home, like any of you has ever moved into a home that was previously lived in by somebody else? You might call in an expert or you do some kind of ritual, some kind of woo-woo ritual. And I'm just being tongue in cheek with that. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Actually, I think it's a good idea. Where what are you doing? You're getting rid of the energy from whoever lived there before, right? Whoever lived there before, you want to get their their shit out of that space. Because now it's your space. So whatever they left, you want to get it out of it. I don't mean physically, but energetically, spiritually. And I'm sure there are some listeners to the show who are completely into that. Because you want to get your own energy into that space. And you don't want it clashing with you no know, the people who just moved out. Any of you ever heard anything about, or maybe some of you have the experience of moving into a home that the previous person, somebody had died in that home, and somebody actually died in that space, and now you live there? There are people who believe that the ghost or the soul or the spirit of that dead person is still walking around that house. Now, I don't have any experience with this myself, but I do believe it to have some validity. I don't know necessarily if there's a ghost walking around, but the spirit, the energy, of that dead person is still in that house. I do believe in that. Now, if I need to call somebody and pay them their fee to get that shit out of my new home, I will do it. I'm 100% on with that. So if you think I'm crazy, here's what you can do. Text me and let me know. So I'll tell you where to text me in a second. But before I get to that, let me recap today's class, which is how to read the room. Again, this is one of those phrases that people use all the time, but what does it actually mean? I've just explained it. Point number one, observation, body language, energy, the first way to read the room. And the room, can, again, can be one individual. It could be 30 individuals. It could be 3,000. So observe the body language and energy of the people with whom you are engaging. The more you talk to people, the better you will get at this as long as you're conscious about it. Number two, listen carefully, not only to what is said, but also to what is not said. And again, listen to people directionally, get the direction and the spirit of what they're trying to say. Don't try to get into the detail of what they're trying to say, again, unless you're trying to alienate people and make enemies. Number three, note the environment and the energy of the space that you're in. This is about the physical space, like the temperature, the, the ambiance, the, the music, the paint on the walls. Uh, whatever you're feeling when you walk into a space, you got to be conscious about doing this. You can't be on your phone doing this. You can't be in your head thinking about some other stuff or how other people are taking you in order to do this. You got to be open minded to the space that you're in and just taking it in as it is. And if you need to get rid of the ghosts, call somebody and exercise those ghosts, get them out of there. All that said, text me, tell me you think I'm crazy for believing that there might be ghosts in a house. And my number is 305-384-6894 and workonyourgameuniversity.com. There are no ghosts there. There's only game. And we are only taking people to the next level wherever you want to go. That is at workonyourgameuniversity.com. You can schedule a call with me. You can get into the courses immediately. All of that, again, workonyourgameuniversity.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. I want you to send a text to this number, 305-384-6894. That is my direct text number. When you text me there, you'll be part of my texting community. 
And that means you're going to be receiving my daily motivation text, which I send out every single day to keep you sharp, focused, and mentally on point for the day in front of you. Send me a text at this number, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Get daily motivation.